This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area. It is THN cover to cover for Saturday, July 2nd. Happy 4th of July weekend, kids. All right, let's play it safe. Let's play it cool. There were some people on my block last night that were not doing that at all. And I'm not trying to sound like somebody's dad. It's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying it's been pretty dry in a lot of places. Let's not burn anything down. Let's not hurt ourselves. That's it. Have a good time otherwise, okay? Joe Patrick, introduce yourself. You didn't introduce yourself. I did too. I said my name's Matt Baum. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'll be the internet's dad. Uh, my poor dog, it is raining. It is 11 o'clock in the morning, and some idiot in our uh, complex set off two huge fireworks that sent my dog running from the patio where she was sitting with my wife into the bedroom where I was getting ready. And uh, she cowered. Okay, when you say idiot, me. you mean American, right? Yes, an American yes, idiot. An just American, like, <laughs> just like Green Day warned us about. Uh, anyway, stop it. I'm the Internet's Joe Patrick. There we go. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Discord and on Facebook live to rap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week. Again, it's live it's, with you, our listeners. It's Facebook Live was the other thing. It's not like two lives. But anyway, this is a live show. We need you to talk with us yeah, live. We are like a, we're like a two live crew. And if you want to do that, you so have to jump into our Zoom. And if you want to jump into our Zoom, you have to find the link that is pinned in our Discord, which means you got to join our Discord, all right? It's the coolest. You would love it there. You can watch this live on Facebook. Maybe you discover us there. Great. Come check out our Discord. We talk about comics. We have a lot of fun. It's a good, good time. It's very positive, all right? If you can't be on the show live, like, guys, Saturday mornings, I got crap going on. That's okay. You can always call us, 402-819-4894. Or you can send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. Sorry, my voice is breaking up a little bit because of allergies. Ugh. No, because you really love America. And I love America so much. Before (laughs) we open the phone lines, Joey... And I like to just sort of reset some of the nerd news that we're talking about in our nerd news channel over on our Discord. I keep mentioning it because it's awesome. Joe Patrick, what are we talking about this week? Nerd news. Nerd news. Thank you. Good Lord. Sorry. Uh, All right. Just a heads up before we get into it. uh, We've had two weeks off from this delightful program, and there has been a lot of nerd media that we might address Specifically, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Obi-Wan Kenobi, The Boys, Ms. Marvel, Umbrella Academy Season 3, which I did finally see the first episode of last night. Oh, it was great. <laughs> and, it was so great. Oh, God, it's it's so good. I like I had been, for some reason, like putting it on the back burner, like, eh, I'll get you. I'll get it eventually. Yeah. I forgot how good that show is. Yeah, it's so good. And uh, also, the finale of Stranger Things uh, Season 4 dropped last night, and let me tell you what. Uh, it nearly ruined my entire life. I have not watched uh, the final one yet. We watched the episode that dropped, but we haven't watched the big movie yet. So, 
Oh, God damn. It's, it was two and a half hours long, and I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Um, if anything else comes up, you can expect spoilers for everything except for probably Umbrella Academy and Stranger Things sure. uh, since sure. I just started one and the other one just came out yesterday. Uh, anything else will warn you. I'm just going to let everybody know Casey's going to divorce Netflix if they kill Steve. Like, she's got the paperwork no, ready to yeah, go. I mean, like, no spoilers. No, no spoilers, Joe, Joe Patrick. Like, <laughs> I, no, no, yeah, no spoilers at all. But if Steve does not make it to the end of uh, Stranger Things, I was going to start a riot. Yeah. But uh, here's some nerd news for you. Uh, Marvel has made uh, what I would consider a very poor trade-off. Uh, they've lost Conan, but gained Planet of the Apes. I don't know what I think about this. So, I mean, like, um, look, I like Planet of the Apes. I love the old movies. I love that uh, Marvel series. It's great. I And I've it, always had a soft spot. Is it great the old Marvel series I mean, is I, great? Yeah, it's fun. I liked it when I was a kid. And, like, it's not bad. There's It's it's important Marvel history, you know? Important. Why yeah, we're sure, bringing it back now, I don't fully understand. Like, the Conan <laughs> thing, I get it. At that time, when Conan came back. When Conan came back to Marvel, like Amazon was going to make a, a Conan show. And then Netflix was like, screw you, Amazon. We're going to make a Conan show. And that was two years ago. Crickets. Long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I haven't heard anything since. So I don't think we're getting right. a Conan show. <laughs> it, it really, we're more, we're more interested in catching up with the nerds than talking about the news. We'll yeah. talk about the news if they want to. It's weird, though. It's uh, weird. It is, yeah, it is weird. Uh, Neil Gaiman and Mark Buckingham are finally... Finishing Miracle Man and Marvel has given up on calling it Marvel Man. Thank God. Good, because that's dumb. Um, after uh, so, for those that might not recall, a few months back, uh, the return of Miracle Man was teased on the final page of Timeless, uh, the one shot with uh, you know K Kang and all that. I forgot that and, even happened. <laughs> yeah, and um, and so yeah, they're finally coming back to finish the Silver Age, or I think it's the Silver Age, right? Um, is the name of the storyline, and um, maybe it's the Golden Age. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll see what happens after that. Who cares? Yeah, I, uh, I, the X Men. No, I will say. We've both gone on record. We don't care about Miracle Man, Marvel Man in the Marvel Universe. Do I well, care no, about and they this? Never put, they never put him in the Marvel Universe, right. and I don't even think they threatened to put him in the Marvel Universe. Well, it kind of made it look like maybe at one point, like, is that what they're doing? And they, to be fair, they never did. But if they're going to finish the story, I'm interested in that. Just sure. finish the story. That's all I ask. I don't need more. I don't yeah, need yeah. him to be Thor's other brother, you know, or something like Angela ended up like being a sister, Angela. you know, <laughs> <laughs> like Angela don't need it. Uh, the X-Men 2099 are back, baby, as of uh, uh, the most recent issue of Spider-Man 2099 Exodus. Yep. Uh, the X-Men 2099 are back with new members. It's uh, Cor our friend Corey. I, I shared the news with him, and I swear to God, it's like I told him he was about to be a father. We probably need he to do a so wellness check on happy. Corey, make sure he's all right. If somebody, if oh, Corey's yeah, no, neighbor I, is listening, if you could just go next door and make sure he's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, like I, like he, he responded. I, like I posted the, I posted the link on his Facebook, and and when he finally saw it and got back to me, he's like, "You have made me so happy." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, wow." I, I don't personally care for the twenty ninety nine stuff. It doesn't do much for me. I will say the preview art for this looks awesome. Yeah, I mean, look, and I, Steve Orlando's writing it. We like Steve Orlando. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and this is just like we don't know. Like I don't think that they're. I don't think that they've announced that they're going to be in a series yet. It's just more that they've they're back with a new roster. Spider-Man 2099 Exodus is the 30th anniversary event. Okay, so maybe it's just that. So, okay. but I mean, like, it would be silly if they were like, yeah, it's a new X-Men team with like Bloodhawk, but also a new Cyclops. Bloodhawk. Bloodhawk. Like, <laughs> Bloodhawk, right? That's his name. Yeah, blood. That is the name, Bloodhawk. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so yeah, whatever. Like, I, I would be stunned if there wasn't an X-Men. 29 miniseries right but, something um anyway yeah fun um and then in in news that um hit me just like a big old wet fart ugh, uh ugh. not a wet fart sorry that's the wrong analogy yeah, sorry 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 like that bad huh? um no <laughs> wet fart like wet farts are not good no. um like what's the what's the stop what's saying the, wet fart by the way <laughs> wet fart wet fart what's the what's the metaphor for something that like this big news and it's just like ugh, oh not, like something even, something that would hit you even, and make you feel so good like dan slot and mark bagley reuniting to write spider-man i'm just trying to get us back on tour <laughs> like, I, look i wanted to i wanted to make the i metaphor. know I know. Um, but yeah, it's like, who, I, I don't like I sh- they, they make me think I should be excited, but I am not, I'm not excited. So, okay. I looked at the preview art and it looks really good and I love Dan Slott, but then when they're like, well, what's it about? Morlin, Morlin is back. Well, the because scariest it, yes. spidey villain of all time. Like, you know who I don't care about? More, yeah. <laughs> well, it's because it's it's spinning out of this uh, Edge of Spider Verse thing that's yeah. happening, and Morlin, like the slot created this whole like additional mythology around Morlin, and he has like a family, and they and go I know. the multiverse hunting spider, and whatever. So I get it, I get it. But I'm not saying that character can't be cool. It just it's a character that you and I don't care about that came out of a uh, storyline we don't care about that, you know, I'm not saying the character can't be cool. I'm saying that the character isn't cool. Yeah, I will say uh, presently the character is not cool. <laughs> I'll say yes. that. Yeah, but like and I can't believe I'm the one that's saying this. Like I looked at the preview art and went, Ooh, really? I thought it looked I thought it looked. Yes. No, okay. I. To be fair. It's like, look, it's Bagley, but it does is not his best work. To be fair. It, 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 Mark Bagley has not. I mean, and look, Mark Bagley's getting older we all are and and maybe we no, can't no, no no like i'm not like i'm not making any i think this i'm looks, not casting any aspersions on yeah. his age he's not that old but i'm saying this looks um, better than the stuff that i was criticizing from him recently i think it looks oh, better I don't know than if that's that. true uh, so okay look like I don't no, know, man. I don't, I don't want to throw another, another yeah. artist under the bus. I don't know what you're so but, mad about i think this looks pretty good no i'm not mad i'm not mad about you're it you're mad uh, listen I, I'm so I'm furious. How dare they? <laughs> I, like I think that this this pinup uh, is good or this splash page or whatever it is. Um, but these other pages that they showed, they're just like not great. Norman's face um, got some weird stuff going on. I'll say that. You know. So I don't. And, I, and it is, it's it's going to spin out of um, this upcoming amazing Spider-Man story where he's working for Norman Osborn. Right. And he uh, Norman gives him a bunch of goblin tech to incorporate into his gear, which is interesting. What could go wrong? Um, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> what could go wrong? Um, but uh, yeah, I just I don't know, man. I it feels like a step back, you know. I agree. Like we're we're Zeb in this Wells new is, exciting era of Spider-Man, yes. and it's just like meh. Zeb Wells is doing something very cool in Amazing Spider-Man right now, and I just caught up this week. It's fantastic. It really, it's really so is. And this feels like. Yeah, but like here's some old stuff too that like maybe we can revisit for reasons. Like, eh, okay, fine. 
<laughs> but why would he trust Norman at this point at all? Even well, at there was the time, there was the time jump, and we don't know what happened in the time jump. So, like, that's the mystery, right? What could have possibly like, happened in the time jump where he's like, you know what, Norman? Not such a bad dude. Yeah, but Matt, that's the story, right? <laughs> I know. We can both agree that that's how stories I work. I get it, but like, if, so, if what if there's a time jump in like in the Golden Age and Captain America is like Hitler? Not so bad, you know. Like I, I think that's a that's little bit. Six different, months I spent with know? Hitler, I learned a lot about him. <laughs> I mean, Norman Osborn didn't try to exterminate an entire race of people, but whatever. Norman Osborn's been pretty um, bad in the past. Yes, I agree. He's bad, but that's the story. It's the I journey. Get it, I gotta, get it. I we got to figure. It. And and then when we when we know why, then we can decide whether or not. Yeah, for it makes sure. sense. But for sure. Um, yeah, it's just I don't know. I, th- I think that there are parts of this art that look just as good as as Mark Bigley is capable of doing. And then some of it is just not great. Um, but. You know, we'll see. We'll see. I kind of like this throwback logo. It it, it reminds yeah. me of like um, the logo is neat. The logo is like it looks like uh, something that may have come from an animated series, maybe once upon a time. Yeah, like the old eighties um, animated series, maybe. Which I think is kind of fun. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I don't think this dr- like Moreland, the scariest. Spider-Man villain of all time, yeah. and there's this full-page pinup of Morlin yeah. wearing jodhpurs and a waistcoat, and I'm like, this is not a, he's not a scary, he looks like a shitty Dracula. Yeah, he's like a wasp um, vampire thing. I don't know. Yeah, and so, eh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. We'll Whatever. See. So let's move on to the question of the week. Let's get these guys in here. I missed, I missed talking to these guys. I don't know about you. I did too. Uh, except for that one guy. He knows who he is. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to mention his name. This week's question, it was, um, it's Frank. This week's question is courtesy of James Kaplan from the Discord. What's the cringiest era specific reference in a comic book that you've seen? Like, for example, something that dates the comic instantly to a very specific moment in time and not in a good way. Uh, James's examples include any comic book where they reference Gangnam Style. Sure. Um, or the, uh, first storyline of the ultimates where the Hulk is obsessed with eating Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. I'm just waiting for some modern stuff for like Peter invests in crypto or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh God. Oh And then no. five years you from now, that like, that shit's oh, coming. Remember that? Like, oof. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Rooney. Let's get into it. Speaking of uh, Frank, of course we love him. We love talking, Frank. Get in here, Franklin. Talk yeah, to us. How are you, brother? Jo- hey. I'm just joshing. Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. You sound good. You sound like we're getting stronger. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I am. Everything good. Gets better every day. You're, you know, you're uh, adapting to the bionics. Finally, your body's accepting sure. all the new circuits. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Definitely. good. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. That's good. Um, I'm still waiting for the superpowers, though. Yeah, you know, may or may not come. <laughs> and you could be evil. Right. So who knows? Um, there's that. Well, you know, I do have a goatee. So Yeah, you know. that's a bad um, sign. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I, I've had it for a long. To be fair, I've had it for a very long time. I have too, but it's because I'm evil. So yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, you have yeah. a full beard, man. You don't have a goatee. Yeah. No, I've got a pointy yeah. beard though. I was going for the Satan worshiper. You know, going for the like, yeah, going going for that. Keep your children away look. from me. Look, you know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna. I'm. I decided I'm gonna answer the question of the week. Let's do it's it. Real simple. My answer is real simple. Um, anytime they put pseudo song lyrics in comics yeah like it's you know what they're trying you know what they're trying to reference but it's just like they had to change the words because of copyright stuff yeah yeah and it just it's always like oh really come on it was like a dazzler thing they used to do a lot 
where yeah. it's like right, one. Okay, we had another like question week was like our comic bugaboos, like things that happen in comics that you just can't stand. You know, like how they draw a certain thing or whatever. And one of mine was music in comics. Period. Oh yeah. Whenever yeah. they try a new music in comics, it never it, works. It, it never works. Never it never works. translates. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. It's just dumb. There's so, like notes flying around and the lyrics are kind of like follow wispy oh, yeah. thing. And it's like, okay, I, we get it. Just, you know what? Have a box that says loud music playing. Got it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's all I need. The song, there's a song playing. You figure it out. Right. You know, um, whenever Black Bolt screams and blows something up, it doesn't say like loud voice. Th- it just says like, well, boom or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's like a, like a freaking mushroom cloud. Right. Um. So, so let's, all right, listen, I'm ripping the bandaid off. Okay. Talking about Star Trek. Let's get into it. Past two episodes of Star Trek. But I, I really enjoyed that, um, that sort of like Renaissance fair feeling of the last episode of Star Trek. I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and it I was, thought it was a, it was a nice, um, it was a nice change of pace and it reminded yeah. me, you know, it, it, it reminded me of um, like any next generation holodeck episode right? or, and I loved those episodes. Yeah. Um, Back but yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. No, it was a lot of fun. And honestly, Hammer stole the show in that one. He did. Um, I love and Hemmer then, so much. I love Hemmer. He's my favorite. You know, and I'm going to, I'm like I said, I'm going to rip the band-aid uh, well, right hold off. Hold on, Matt. Did you watch this week's episode? I haven't watched the latest one. No. So don't oh, spoil f- me. Oh, sorry. All Excuse right. Me. Well then, um, Matt, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to skip that part, Frank, and we're going <laughs> to okay. instead talk about the Gorn. All right. All right. Let's talk about the um, Gorn. I, I really, okay. So let's just frame this as this. This was um, probably one of the, one of the closest homages to alien that I've seen in a long time. And it worked really well. That's fun. Um, and it was, it was like, you know, these, these little, these, these little mm, Gorn were just so strong and savage. Um, and they, they worked, they worked together or, or they didn't work together rather. They didn't work together. But um, they they just had to like dominate. Like it was an inter- interesting. It was an interesting uh, episode because they were first of all they were stuck on a ship that was crash landed on another planet, which it looked very the, the very visuals alien. on that were yeah very amazing. alien in of itself. That's fun, right? Yeah. Um, and the, the visuals, like when you see the ship, it's like tilted at this angle and it's like, yeah, that's nice. This is right out of alien, nice. you know, see, and Star and Trek cool. can do this. Star Trek can pull this right. off. Like they, I think one of the best things about this new series is they're not afraid to be like, okay, right. we're going to have fun with Star Trek. First of all, second, we're not just going to stay in our little, you know, narrow Star Trek bubble. We're trying to bring yeah. other people in. Let's, let's entertain. Let's do fun stuff. Yeah, and oh, like definitely. homages it, it, to Alien. That's great. Love it. It and, was it was so fun. It was so much fun. And I know I know a lot of people were like, "Well, you know, it's just aliens. It's just." I'm like, but it's not. It's you know, it's it's okay for Star Trek to reference aliens in this sure. way. It's also it's okay, okay for, them. for Star Trek to have a scary alien. Yes, we have no scary yes. aliens. Like we have sinister aliens. Like you know, I mean, sure. There's plenty of bad guy aliens, but we don't have scary aliens. No, right. And now the Gorn I, are scary. <laughs> they, they have turned well, the Gorn into this great adversary. Yeah. That even though, you know, we only see them in the arena. Right. right. I mean, we knew, you know, the, the Federation knew about the Gorn. They knew who the Gorn was. Sure. They were just like, well, they came out of nowhere. We don't even know what, what happened. And and that 
a lot of people a lot of people think that well you no know, the federation had no idea what the gorn was but i think that um the federation knows who the gorn is they don't know what the gorn they didn't really know what the gorn looked like right right which, which i was like okay you know i mean that's that's fine but but you see all these baby gorn which is like trust me they're not cute um <laughs> they are not cute at all they're 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 vicious they're savage depends on depends on your temperament depends, i guess so i love it uh, i love it because and, i think it's fun that they're also building something that's not the klingons uh, now right. I, I i will say this and i think that they kind of skirt around the issue by by these being like baby gorn right they're yeah. they're um like early stage gorn right I think, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, look, man, I want a Gorn wearing a cut off, uh, <laughs> cut off shirt and pants. Oh, okay? we'll get there. Like, I want to, I want to see, I want to see Gorn as we know them They'll in an there. updated way. They're going to get, um, right, and, right. We want to see the adult Gorn wearing yeah, that, the Halston, um, Halston dress, you know, like, yeah, but, <laughs> but I do love the idea like that, like, look, um, we're learning about the Gorn for the first time. Mm-hmm. This is how they reproduce, right? Yeah. Like they, they gross. <laughs> um, like yeah. their, their, their bites or their venom, I guess rather, um, carries their genetic code. Right. And so it, it like, if you get scratched or, or you get, uh, not scratch, I keep saying scratched, but if you get bitten, blasted with born, <laughs> Gorn venom, yeah. Right. Bitten or whatever. Um, then it's in you, like the brood. Yeah, totally. Right, and and then they they or like they hatch out of you, Warhammer chest 40, style. Yeah, gross. And, uh, it's t- it's just real. It's real bad. And we'll it, get, it we'll is, get to the adults, and, but to further the alien metaphor, think about that movie. The one of the reasons the alien was so scary is because you literally don't see the alien until three quarters of the way through the oh, film. Yeah. It's there. Right. It's growing. You know what oh, the thing. Oh, you know you're gonna get it, but we don't know yeah. when. And when you finally do, you went, oh, <laughs> oh my this, god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this this episode, I want to say this episode, I think is one of the one of their one of their best. It really is. Um, it's got, it's got everything that you wanted to have. And, um, I'm not going to say any more because I'll give it away, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I did see the preview for next week's episode and it's either Klingon or Romulan that the adversary is. I'm not sure. Okay. It, it seems like they're Romulan. Like, it seems like the weapon that's used is like that Romulan, like, you know, in the balance of terror where you see that like kind of ball of plasma. Oh, coming at the right, Enterprise. right, 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 right. Yeah. You kind of get a similar feel. Um, with, with the, I, like I said, I only saw the preview this morning. Um, and it looks so look, so possibly we may be going up against the Romulans, which again, we don't know what the Romulans look like at this point in yeah. Federation history, which is great, you know, which is, I, I like how they're using these, these aliens. If it's something totally different, it's something totally different and I'm, I'm there for it. Sure. But I do. I I'm, do want to get everybody on board though. I want to see Romulans. Yeah. I do want to see the Klingons again. Like let's get everybody yeah. on board. Let's do it. I'm, I'm sad. I'm very, I'm very sad that this is the last, that next week is the last episode and I'm, it is. Yeah, it is. That's it. 10 episodes. Season finale. It's already been 10. I know it's gone by so quick and it's been so good. This is hands down. I think has become my favorite star trek series absolutely and this is the best one I, got. I i i think pike is i think anson mount is a, is just the best pike that he could be um he's as an actor he really embodies the character 
I I just can't see anyone else. I can't even see Jeffrey Hunter at this point. I agree. Doing and, Pike. And also at this point, if they wanted to do a Spock and Tapring spinoff that was literally just a day oh. in the life soap opera. Oh I'm yeah. Down. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm totally down. I'm, I'm there for that too. <laughs> They're the best Ethan, couple. Ethan Peck. <laughs> So good. Yeah. He's so good. The episode I, where they got divorced was just so great. She was like, yeah, seriously, you want to do it? Really, like, yep. like, I now divorce you. He's like, yep, me too. And they were like, all right, that yeah. was heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. To, to, bring his, to bring his great. And, you know, the, the whole, like, body swapping thing was oh, easily my favorite yeah. episode of the It was. Uh, the, the, that, hijinks, the hijinks episode. It has been great. Um, was easily my favorite episode of the yeah, entire yeah. season. And, um, it, I just, God, I love it. I love it so much. Um, I love it too. But yeah, so you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, Joe, you finished that thought, Frank, we're going to keep moving here. Yep. It is All good right, to guys, hear from you, care. my brother. See you, Frank. Take it easy, bud. Uh, yeah, no, it's what a, what a, what a special show this has turned out to be. It really I, has. I love it so much. I feel like they learned some lessons maybe from stuff they tried on the previous two shows and went, okay, got it. We we can be a little more reverential to the source material, but still do new stuff. Got it. And I feel like they're just on a roll now. JD got to catch. Anson Mount is getting a getting a you know a reprieve from Black Bolt. Yes. <laughs> Although I think Anson Mount has totally redeemed Black Bolt just with the yeah. scene in in the Multiverse of Madness, completely redeemed that terrible Inhuman show. I'm like God. Which- there. No, no. I want to talk about. No, I, that's what I want. No, talk I'm not about. saying it made the show any better. I'm saying he redeemed Black Bolt. Yeah, we, yeah. we saw him in the costume. He did a thing. It didn't work out great for him, right. but he looked great and he had the power and it was so much better than that crap they pulled in the Inhumans TV. So which uh, so it was a uh, movie weekend at the Lake House nice. last weekend. And I saw two great movies. One, uh, obviously, Doctor Strange, which. Uh, immediately in my top three favorite MCU movies ever. Yeah. I watched it for a second time last week and I think I liked it even more the second time. I love it. It's the most, I I think to me, it's the most comic booky. I mean, it feels like a comic book. Absolutely. It's paced like one. Uh, The the scene at the wedding uh, is the most Spider-Man thing to ever happen without a Spider-Man. Yeah. When he, when he jumps off the balcony to go fight Shuma Garath. Fantastic. it was excellent. And that's what I've been craving from the MCU for so long is to see a superhero be a fucking superhero. I know. Right. And like, and not just that we got a very, I, there was a lot going on without, mm. without questions, a lot going on, yeah. maybe a little too much for some people. I get that, but we still yeah. got a very personal Stephen strange story. Yeah. That is all about what happens when someone's ego is way more powerful than they think it is. Yeah. You know, like everything that he was mad at Tony Stark for is, is yeah. he is paying for now. And like and, and it's a great story. Now, I do. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I do still think that I would have liked to see Wanda's story play out a little differently and mm, maybe have the vision yeah. a little closer involved. Whatever. Right. I don't think she's dead. But now you bring her back and it's like, uh, all right. I mean, OK, I think it watered that down a little bit and we and we could have done. Something well, slightly different, but I did like her as the bad guy. Absolutely, she's absolutely not dead. No, I don't I mean, think that so is, either. I mean, yeah, that no, is the on. most obvious way of keeping a villain alive. Is oh, let's let's kill them in a building collapse. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that is like nah. nah and there's nah. a little puff of red magic smoke, you know. <laughs> right now. Nah, nah. But uh, oh yeah, I mean, it was just so much good about that. I loved the Illuminati lineup. 
Yeah. Um, I loved that. I mean, despite how late it took for the for it to get to the lake house, I was there was still so many things I wasn't spoiled on. Yeah. No, definitely. I, mean, like, I think they did a really good job. And I, I do think there was an anti-spin that Marvel was running where they were just out there spreading lies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely. you don't know. So when it does right. like, oh, I read something and like, and people were like, Tom Cruise is coming. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. You know, Marvel's like, I don't know, tell them fucking shacks in the movie. <laughs> like, so that, whatever. That, <laughs> uh, so quick question. That Captain Marvel actor. That wasn't uh, Monica Rambeau. That was. Do we know who that person was? That, it wasn't that, Monica. It was Maria. It was the mom. Oh, was that was yeah. that the actress from the first Captain Marvel movie? Yes, that was mom. Oh, sweet! Oh, kick ass! Yeah, I love that. So it was that was Photon. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, um, she she not only did not die, but became Captain Marvel in that universe, right. So and and then died. Yeah, but, uh, well, you know, <laughs> everybody did. Again, she died on it. Well, she died in it. Stead, yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, th- I just really love that movie a lot. And then uh, in the same multiversal theme, uh, the next night we watched uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I heard it's wonderful. Oh. I haven't seen it. Oh, God, it's it is wonderful. so good. Yeah, you guys definitely need to see it. Uh, I was halfway through, I paused and I was watching it on Amazon. So the, the X-ray came up and... Uh, the director also did several episodes of Legion, and I'm like, oh, that makes absolute sense. What? I'm sorry. What were you watching it on? Ev- on Amazon. <gasps> it's on Amazon? Yeah. Oh, damn. Okay, great. Yeah, it's for rent. Well, actually, I bought it, but it's now for rent. Great. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so in comics, I've been going back in old stuff. Uh, so the recent, sorry, I'll, I'll avoid the politicals, but uh, yeah. the recent <laughs> state of affairs has, uh, I don't know, for some odd reason made me want to go back. And so I'm doing a massive reread of The Invisibles. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, <laughs> How do you feel about it? I Because I personally love The Invisibles. and, uh, and I love I The Invisibles. Totally support anybody who wants to reread The Invisibles. I'm also of the mindset that, like, I don't know... When I went back and reread it, I was like, okay, this doesn't make as much sense as I thought it did. <laughs> like, I thought I had it all figured out, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it does feel a little uh, a little germane to the question of the week in some ways. Sure, sure. Uh, it, it is very vertigo dated, but uh, yeah. But I mean, given what's been going on with things, it's also a little bit like a, like a user guide. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell me about it, yeah. <laughs> Damn the man. But uh, yeah, so I've been doing that. Uh, also, uh, so you guys were right on the comiXology front that finally came around. You can't buy things on the app anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, oddly enough, though, they finally came out. It's a Google thing. It's not so much a, yeah. an Amazon thing because you can't do it on the Kindle app either. And then there's a handful of other apps that I used to be able to buy things on. You can't anymore. Google's cracking down on in-app purchasing. Right. And it has something to do with the way that like money is paid in taxes or something. Like it's not even, it's not even like what we thought it was going to be. It was just like evil Amazon wants it all. Like it's not even that. It's weird legal bullshit. Yeah. Cause Amazon's workarounds, you can tell they're like, God, this is a pain in it. This is as much of a pain in the ass for us as it is for you, but this is the best we can do. Cause now they got like a button in Amazon or in the, in the comiXology app that you can add things to your wish list. And then you have to go into Amazon, not through their app, but through a browser, and then go to your wish list and then buy things, and then it'll show up in your Comixology app. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, it's it's really lame. It's almost how so you I'm, like used really, to really lame. used to buy gold in World of Warcraft from like <laughs> yeah <laughs> from Chinese so, kids who were forced to play World of Warcraft by the government. I think. I don't know. Yeah, on the positive <laughs> side, I uh, there is still a reason to have the Comixology app. I just use it for Comixology Unlimited because um, all the unlimited stuff you can still borrow in the app. Well, that's well. I mean, at least so that's if you're, still there. If, if you're willing to pay the seven bucks a month to, you know, be a member of Comicsology Unlimited, you can get, you know, for me, that's like almost like my version of the DC Lake House. Because sure. DC releases so much stuff on. The, the really Unlimited. sad thing about it, though, is like this doesn't hurt anybody except for everybody that's not Marvel and DC because Marvel and DC yeah. have an app that they're already charging for. And here's your stuff. If you're yeah. dark horse, if you're image or if you're behemoth or ablaze right. or these much smaller companies, like this yeah. is my digital platform. All they're doing is making it harder for people to want yep. to read comics there. That's all yeah, they're actually, doing. Yep. Actually exactly. one thing about digital comics I wanted to bring up real quick. Uh, so in your review show, you did, you reviewed public domain. Mm -hmm. uh -huh, uh, yeah. That was a Substack book by Zdarsky. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. And, and, and seeing these guys come out with these books and everything, I'm realizing what Substack is. Substack is essentially a comics creator's Patreon. Yeah. It's, it's a way to get like advanced watch, you know, watch the stories come out in chapter form before they're released and, you know, collected or, or paper form, you know, public form. Uh, and, you know, get the behind the scenes stuff and all of that. And for that kind of seeing that kind of made me go, oh, that's the model that makes more sense yeah. than Substack being a comics publisher. I can't remember which creator was it said. It, and I think I think it was Scott Snyder, but don't quote me. But he talked about it as a screening room. He's like, this is oh, just yeah. like the old Hollywood screening room where yeah. you would bring in the producer, you'd bring in some money guys, you'd bring in, a, you know, your buddy director and a couple editors, you know, and we'd all sit down and watch the first print and go, what yeah. do you guys think? You know, and then they'd be like, well, what if we do this or whatever? And like, because he was, I again, I don't know if it was Snyder, but he was saying, yeah, we would put this stuff out on Substack. We would get direct response from people mm -hmm. to dig it. And then I might rework it a little bit based on feedback I got and stuff before it's printed. Like I get oh, a second chance. You know chance. what? That had never occurred to me that, yeah. that, that yeah. they would do that. They do that. I mean like Kelly, why Kelly not? Thompson's yeah. Kelly Thompson's got uh Substack uh, subscribers uh, making characters for um, fun. That's awesome. But, but is it like for the low price of $4,000, you can make a no, character. It's in it's, my comic it's, book. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's a, it's a oh, contest. Yeah? Like you, Here you comes have to, like, Farty Boner, you know? <laughs> it, it's, it's like a contest drawing thing. You have to be a member, but like you pick, you know, like these traits and everything. And then you put them in there and like she just randomly draws like every fifth one gets like oh, okay. a in That's an fun. issue or something like that. That's fun. Yeah, it's, it's really random, but egalitarian. It's equal but fun yeah that's cool i like that idea uh, yeah that's really neat uh, i i mean I, i'll say this like i do love like look patreon patreon allows for the same kind of interaction sure. or not i don't know if interaction is the right word because people aren't really like people can send you messages on patreon but it's not quite the same as like interacting on like a, a discord or a yeah or a or, a, or an, even on twitter or facebook but um, that same, you know, cr creator to consumer connection is available on Patreon. Um, but I do kind of like that they are using this 
in a, it feels like they're using it in a new way. Like nobody on Patreon has ever said, Hey, what do you think? Like, what do you think Mm -hmm. of this? Right. And then I might tweak it. Like nobody, like no creator has ever said that. I think it's coming off more Uh, like an instant letters to the editor type thing where like, you know, like you would see two months later, the fan letters would be like, I don't like what you did with the Hulk or whatever. (laughs) Like now you could instantly be like, Hey, you dropped that issue. I just read it. Here's my response instantly. You're like, bang. That's pretty cool. They're really doing, they're really doing a good job of creating community of, of, you know, readers and fans and, you know, and, and the, the Substack, all the Substack posts have a comment section. So you can comment immediately every, every release of a Substack and, Kelly, I mean, to her credit, I've, I've commented a couple of times and she instantly responds. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's part of the promise. You, you if you are paying for this, you are getting it more than Patreon. Whereas like we, we're on Patreon obviously, and we do extra stuff for you guys and we love that you, that you guys love it, yeah. but we're not also making ourselves instantly available on that right. Patreon. Like the idea is not, this is not a, a more direct connection to us. It's just more yeah. stuff. Whereas Substack is a direct connection to that creator. I'm going to talk with you. I want to hear what you have to say. I want want your input. And I think that Substack has turned out to be pretty cool in that way. I'm still more of an old school, like I I, I follow characters, I follow, you know, artists. I do get excited about writers and stuff. I just don't know that I'm in a place where I'd be like, yeah, I I do want to follow this writer on their journeys, do another thing. I'll kind of wait till it Mm -hmm. comes to print or whatever. Maybe I'm just old school like that, or I don't feel like they need my opinion, (laughs) you know, or I want to give my opinion on a show that talks about comic books, which are inherently visual medium. And I've chosen audio to do this because we're, I'm an idiot. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, like I'm the, I'm the same, like I interact, uh, like I'll interact with creators online, Sure. you know, but, but I'm, I'm never like. Hey, just checked out this super great. Here are my thoughts. Like, I don't, I don't really do that. Like, I'm, yeah, I th- because I, think- I am of an older, I am an of, I am of an older generation that was, um, that grew up uh, of of nerd that grew up terrified that they'd be found out, and oh, so right. like the idea of writing a letter to a comic book was just like, no, what if somebody reads it? See, I'm Not I'm of a generation where I want all these like woke liberals to know that their book is going to fail because they put a girl in it or a gay person <laughs> or something. You know, like uh, that's just me though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, uh, to that point, strangely enough, I, I realize I interact regularly with two creators one is kelly thompson and oddly enough the other one is kelly Sudaconic. oh nice because huh. i found my i somehow stumbled back asterisk into a text thread with her oh wow interesting uh she has this like text thread where she's got like a following of people where she just kind of every day or so she just randomly will text during the day this group of people <laughs> inspirational <laughs> messages and stuff and it started as something she did for chris sabella when he lived with them Oh, okay. I can't imagine uh, what living with Chris Sabella would be like. <laughs> I really like that guy. But man, he's a he's an interesting character, I'll say. Yeah, that. he is. <laughs> I really like him though. I know. JD, we're gonna keep moving here. We got a few people in line, but it's very good to talk to you. Always, brother. All right, talk to you later. All right. Adios, JD. Brian Domingos. Get in here. Talk to me about some comic books, you big nerd. What do you got? Oh boy, there's a lot. Um, I've got a list that keeps growing as you guys awesome. keep talking. Awesome. Um, Let's do I, it. Real, real quick about the Substack thing. Um, I personally hate the idea of people commenting at the bottom of anything 
changing a story. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, there, there's nobody worse on the internet than people that comment on things. You know what I mean? And it's everybody. So everyone's the worst. That's true. Um, I do feel like the people that are paying for your Substack though are probably fans. I don't think you're going to get a lot of people like, I'm going to pay five bucks a month just to troll this asshole. <laughs> yeah, but you don't think there's a level of entitledness to that? You know, like sure, I pay. I'll bet. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like, oh man. I'll like, bet there I, is to an extent, but at the same time, there's creators that invite it and there's and you don't have to do it. There's other creators going to be like, thanks for your comments. Fuck off. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's just, there, there's something about that like, you know, please, please comment on my things. I'll put what, you want to put a character and I'll put it in my book. What do you, it's like, there's a level of like, a little bit of yeah. desperation, which I don't really love. Like, make your comics. Like, we don't, you can publish them as PDFs on the internet. Sure. You can just, you can make comics and that would be great. And, you know, I understand, you know, it's, a, and I am an old man, so I understand that it's not what people want, but isn't there enough contact that um, we don't need to. No, <laughs> not anymore. Like, we don't have to be looking over Scott Schneider's sh- Brian, shoulder. Brian, I want to, like, I don't you? want to just look over his shoulder. I want to touch his nipples while he's creating. Okay. Girl, why do you, <laughs> you have to go to his nipples? I want why to reach, why can't you just be, I want like, to reach from a, behind a back rub and put both hands on his nipples and say, Scott, that looks really good. Nice job. I, I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm very happy for the two of you. Um, his, he doesn't do it for me anymore. So, no, I'm, he, I'm, guys, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, my hands will not be smacking your hands all the way <laughs> fair enough <laughs> um no i'm at the point and this is going to transition to the thing i really want to talk about but um i'm at the point where i like to know that they're alive and the creators are like and um i want to like oh they're still alive like sure. i hope james robinson's alive i have no idea but i hope he is he's um, out there I think, he, I think he does a lot of hollywood stuff he does but he and he had like an instagram but it's been it hasn't been updated in like a year and so i know he's working but you know it's just one of those like that's a you know that will be a bummer when he passes. Um, but so I'm doing that thing where when someone does something, I'm telling them like, to, like Sean Martin Burrell, you just hear from me. Cause I'm like, I love you. I love your work. I want you to know that like, just like Jean Paul Leon, like I got to tell you every time I have an opportunity, like I, you know, I, you'll be gone someday. And I, right. I, I want to make sure that I can, you know, that I'm, you know, it's like, don't save your words till they're gone sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, right. Sure. Sure. So, um, so sadly to transition into Tim sale, um, who passed away a couple weeks ago and, oh, right. um, it was, it's like, he was like, I didn't realize how much of him being one of those guys for me, he was, but like super important. Yeah, um, no, definitely. And like not a massive body of work compared to a lot of people, but the body of work that he has out there, I don't, I don't know that. Like, I feel like there's an age group and we're in it where you fundamentally understand how important that body of work is and people that are a little older and a little younger are kind of like, I mean, yeah, he was good, I guess. Like, I don't know that they all get it. Like how important that long Halloween series was when it came out, like what that did at that time for Batman, it changed Batman. It changed the way that we like thought about bat art even. And sale had been around before that. Like even his Grendel stuff, you know, it was stunning, amazing shit. And like, I, it's it's not sad because people recognize he's a legend, but I feel like he's very much a creator's creator. You know what I mean? Did we lose Brian? I think he oh, yeah, himself. he's not oh, in the Discord anymore. Brian. Sorry, I got muted. No. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree with what you're saying. And, and I, I think it, in reading The Long Halloween, so I, I started doing sort of a reread of things that I had on the shelf. Um, and there's so much stuff like it really is like a year one sequel yeah. and it's like and it's not just like oh it's set in that time period but like 
it's all that stuff that we think about as Batman canon right. from that story. Yeah. Like all the stuff that, that Miller didn't do, you know, like all the, the, because he didn't have, he had four issues to tell this whole story. And, right. um, but Loeb, like, it's like, like Loeb has, it's almost like a, it's, it's like early Mark Miller. Like there's such a restraint and like a sophistication to his early work. Right. That like is, is not, does not exist anymore, you know? And, and it's, you see him like, you know, breadcrumbing, just like going along and throwing out little things. And I, I posted on the, the discord, but like his Joker is so subtle and funny and yeah. terrifying. Yes. And yes. like, you know, and, and it's, it works. And a lot of it, you know, it's, and it really is 50, 50 with the artwork because the artwork is the giant grin, like the, like right. the Daffy duck grin, you know, so, it's like the giant big teeth, like, you know, and you feel like he's always kind of like, chuckling under his breath yes you know and that joker has been so lost for so long that like interesting smart kind of reserved joker like he's a comedian he's funny he's still wacky whatever but like we've turned him into you know a a cackling insane clown posse member basically later on where it's just like okay you you get like the like the, the you know the the scott snyder like the joker face mask right with like the gross font it's like it's it's no, like you, the, you're you're letting the the physical text, like the literal look of it, do the heavy lifting. Yeah, like Tim you know, Sale did the same. Think about letting, like the yeah. the Mad Hatter. Think about how he drew the Mad Hatter. You know, in yeah. in that book, like he looked scary. And I'm sorry, the Mad Hatter oh, is the not a character that I find scary at all. I don't even like the Mad Hatter, quite honestly. <laughs> Never really got it. But they nailed him in that book. Absolutely, like boiled it all down and nailed. A bat story, just beautiful bat story. And then we it's, went, give it, us it, more, please. And it you was try, yeah. Out of continuity, sort of, it did, like, this was not the monthly bat shit that was going on at the time, which may right. have been what? It would have been like, there was, was that when there was an earthquake in Gotham and well, stuff? Well, no this would have been, it would have been, gosh. It was 97, I think, 97, 98. I want to say pre No Man's Land because I was in college when Long Halloween started. So was that when everybody was sick, when the plague was rolling around Gotham? or <laughs> It would see. have been probably after the plague. Okay. I, I'm, t- I'm thinking it's Graham Nolan and Chuck Dixon on Detective kind yeah, of era. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're right. No Man's Land was 99 because they yeah. turned so right 2000. Okay. Was yeah, like yeah, the, the millennium was New Gotham. So it was right. like all that. But like Batman stuff. was so caught up in all this other stuff and continuity and all the Bat books were like March. And then we got this thing. This long Halloween thing that had nothing to do with continuity it was just like, here's mm-hmm. a story. And it's the same type of shit we bitch about today. And we're like, well, why are we doing this now? Or why are we revisit? It didn't matter. It was just good. It was just really yeah. good. Yeah. I, I mean, and like, look, I, there's a, it's not like it was, it's not like it is today where uh, there's an event every six months. Right. Like, yes, there were bat events, but. You could still read Detective Comics and it would be different than reading Batman. Sure. It like wasn't it like the Superman reading Legends yeah. of the Dark Knight. It wasn't well, like the Superman gonna, yeah, triangle the, time where it's like, nope, got to no. Right. That, like, Adventures that never, of Superman happened, that never Superman. happened for yeah. Batman. Yeah. And um, but yeah. Um, yeah. That long Halloween, it just kind of came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. Like they did those Legends of the Dark Knight Christmas specials. Well, Halloween. They were the Halloween. Yeah, the whole, they weren't Halloween yeah. specials. They were Christmas specials. No, there was because a, one of them one is a of, Christmas Carol. Yeah, but they do the Christmas Carol at Halloween. 
Oh, okay. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I'm, I'm misremembering. So yeah. All right. Um, yeah. They, they did different theme holiday things with yes, a Halloween yeah, theme. You're right. Yeah, uh, you're so. right. My, my mistake. I, I was uh, conf- conflating the two, but um, yeah. It, so those, those Halloween specials that came out, you know, once a year and they only did three of them. And then DC was like, you know what? We need this every month. Yeah, this is too good. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's yeah, wonderful, wonderful. To yeah, it's, say, oh, well, it's, it's Archie Goodwin, you know, like he, he yes, was the Archie. Like, how lucky are we that he was around? Another to, tremendous loss. Yeah, to uh, um, Archie to, Goodwin to do all the work for us. Yeah, like so, you know, people give uh, everybody. You know, the joke is, haha, '90s comics, right? And I will always be the first one to say, is like, yeah early 90s you need to you need to stop and recognize that post 95 dc and marvel are both firing on all cylinders right because you had things like thunderbolts the kzar revamp with mark wade um you know marvel was taking big swings dc was putting out things like the long halloween starman you know, it's it's like, yeah, no, I got nothing but love for late 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Marvel they, and DC. Starman, books. they did Morrison, JLA, Kingdom Come. Yeah. Morrison, JLA, um, Kingdom Come. Yeah, exactly right. The Mark Wade Flash, like all that stuff. Like, it, yeah, it. there are there's a lot of a lot of junk that you guys have covered. Um, sure. Wonderfully. Over but there's the years a lot of, and, there's and, a lot of junk in every decade. We just happen to live through that one and be right there in the trenches. So it's easy to be like, oh, the junk I mean, was all uh, over. I was neck deep in the junk, crawling through it. You know, <laughs> the, I was there, the too. 90, buddy. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of junk, but it's uh, the 90s get to be an easy target because it's rare that the junk is so bad that it leads to a market collapse. That's true. Uh, which, again, is disingenuous because it wasn't the quality of the work. Right. That led to the collapse, uh, but still, it's like you can you can look back and and draw like a, you know the the Charlie Day it's always sunny like right. wall of paranoia where you can like connect the yarn from uh, the collapse to the death of Superman to the breaking of Batman et cetera et cetera et cetera. Well, we all know it was actually Pogs. Pogs came the in. The Clone Saga, yeah, Pogs. Pogs gosh. came in and just took over. Nobody wanted to read comics anymore. All we wanted to do was smash Pogs. Nah, man. <laughs> it, one, it. One, it, it, unfortunately, after Alf came back in Pog form, yeah. people stopped caring. That was it. <laughs> that's, like, that's the best. I want an NFT of that GIF. You know what I mean? Uh, I I'll get it right over to you, Brian. I think the introductory price for a fan, it's for a friend, it's only be forty grand. All right, that's an oh, introductory great. price for you. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Don't the, share um, that with your buddies. <laughs> I, won't, I won't tell anyone. All right, thank this, you. This hot deal I've got. <laughs> um, my answer to the question of the week: um, I just posted the um, the panel in the uh, the cover to cover like master thread in the Discord, but it's from um, X Force Twenty Five, uh, drawn by Greg Capullo and written by uh, Fabian <laughs> Nicieza. Um, and it's a proud star, and Woo! he says he's taking off his headphones, and he says, "You say something, Rick." Sorry, porno for pyros. You know how I zone out to them. And it was like, I remember reading that like, like Okay. Ugh. For those who really? don't know, porno for pyros, side project of Jane's Addiction frontman, uh, had one hit called Pets. <laughs> like about aliens coming down and like make and will make great pets. Not a good band. Not a good record, by no. the way. So no. like, I'm not Terrible. sure who you're trying to impress with that reference, guys. <laughs> You know, it was it was really hot in the uh, the Southwest. Yeah, days, you know Perry Farrell's um, side yeah, project. I, All right, yeah, like, oh, you are cool, bro. Those, 
it is like an it's a 20 i don't know 25 30, was it almost 35 year uh whatever it is uh joke between my friends where it's like well, if you don't hear something it's like sorry we're just zoning out the poem for pyro yeah that's so a good one i want i love it i want to find where like nova is like oh sorry i had the new radicals playing way too loud in my helmet you know <laughs> <laughs> really the, the you know, one song sorry <laughs> like, sorry i got that record sucks dude yeah Chumbawamba. yeah <laughs> brian good to talk to you that's an excellent answer thank you for sharing the panel we can do that Share yeah, your, no, share this stuff right here in our Discord. We love it. We ev- can all see everything it. is on the internet. Just clip it up and it's uh, all share there. It. All right, all right. Yeah, Talk soon. Harv, see you, Ryan. get in here. Harvey, uh, how are everything, you? Everything's on the internet except apparently for my answer, which I have been searching for and cannot find. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, but we'll get into we'll it. Get we'll get there. into it. Harv, how are you? Good. Good. How's it going, guys? We're good. Awesome, man. We're doing real good. What are we rapping about? Well, let's see. I got. Uh, what was it? Umbrella Academy. Yep. I got uh, Ms. Marvel. Let's start Ms. with Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Let's start with Ms. Marvel. We are, are we four or five episodes in? We're four? We're four episodes into Ms. Okay. Marvel. So, then, now, so the last time we convened the first episode, I think we had seen one episode. Yes. And okay. then we missed two weeks. And now we're back for episode four, um, which was, you know, a little bit different, uh, like kind of a... Um, Kind of a Moon Knight goes to Egypt. Yeah, very <laughs> right? much kind so. Of episode. Yeah. Um, not not bad in any way, but like it's it, a little less magical, I'd say, than the first three, but still very good. Okay. Yeah. Well, let yeah me I ask mean, you. it was it was it was our exposition episode, right? We got right to learn a lot. Yeah, it's like here's here's where great grandma and, and explains the plot to everybody. So yeah. how close <laughs> is it? To what I just posted in the chat, because we keep talking not about the clandestine. Very, it's not, no. right? Well, okay, so let's just catch people up uh, for those that aren't watching or are behind. Spoilers. Or aren't going to uh, watch. Yeah, right. Uh, last In last week's episode, uh, Kamala's great, great grandmother? Great grandmother. I think just great grandmother, because her just, grandmother's mom, so great grandmother. Her, her, yeah. her grandmother, her, her her grandmother is... is her yeah, right. grandmother. Uh, so it would be her great grandmother. <laughs> I guess. Who, no, I know her grandma. Her grandma about. is the one they. I, I. I'm trying to remember the the nickname. Like it's it's like Emmy or Ami or it's. But anyway, um, that's who she visits in um in Pakistan uh this week. Is she visits her grandmother, um, yes. but um her great grandmother who is extraordinarily long lived due to her, uh. I guess genetic heritage uh, reveals that uh, Kamala's family or one side of her family um, is part of a group called the clandestine, which are descended from. Well, okay. Let's stop. Stop you right there. Okay. That it, that it's, it's what, her, it's what her, people grand, called her, her great grandma does not talk to her. She doesn't meet her great grandma. That's right. not her great grandma. Wait, that, the clandestine chick is somebody else. Oh, I thought she, that, that was her great grandma who's still no. alive. The, the woman that brought shame to the family. No, no, that's somebody else. That's part of the clan. That's not great. Oh, grandma. man. I totally misread that then. No. I thought that was just like great grandma still alive. No, 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 no. Great no. grandma is the young one who was with her when they find the band. She's the one who puts on the band. Yes. Her eyes light up when we see the 10 ring symbol on the floor. Yes. Okay, interesting. So her 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 great grandma is Aisha. 
who is and, dead or gone. We don't, right. I mean, away. We, we don't know. But like the, yeah, the existing ones, the Dijins want to get back to Magic World, which is right on the edge of our world. But the problem is you don't just I get mean, it's back. Like, it's like the upside down, except instead of being right. upside down, it's like uh, adjacent. It's, right, it's next door. But you don't just go back. <laughs> if they go back, it comes in and basically overwrites like our You world. can get on the next door app and complain about right. your gin neighbors. You know, So this like is that. not as close to the Alan Davis clandestine. Well, okay, so uh, I mean, uh, so Harvey's she's not related to the hot guy. That's she's in the that's clear the there. Thing. Yes. Yeah, she's not related to yes. the hot guy. Um, but uh, you know, Harvey's Harvey's familial correction aside, it is close in that the clandestine in the comics are descended from a jinn, like their mother, the pat- the matriarch of the family, is a genie, a okay. jinn. And um, the the difference is is that they are a family of super powered beings of multiple races. Okay, that has like just descended over hundreds and hundreds of years, and they're spread out all over the world. Gotcha. Yeah, so and it's they're like not all got, good you've guys. Got British either. clandestine. You've got you've got clandestine from all different. You've got a guy that looks American. Um, so it's yeah, they're they're not all like. Pakistani, right? You know, right? Uh, so they they they've kind of like they've kind of uh, very closely tied that that basic idea of the jinn connection and uh, connected it to Ms. Marvel's um, ethnic heritage, and um, yeah, so it's yeah, so, so she she is descended from this group. Uh, this uh, superpowered group of extra dimensional beings that were called jinn by the people of earth. They're gotcha. not like literal, like, right. No, it, nobody came out of a lamp, right? Nobody's granting wishes. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but like they were like, some people called them demons. Some people called them jinns. That's, that's the whole deal. And it's, and then they're the like, unseen. and then, yeah, some people called us the clandestine and every, and like a thousand nerds across the world went, <gasps> clandestine okay so but the red daggers that's something that comes right out of the miss marvel comic right because i a red dagger I'm, is a character okay. from later on uh in ms marvel gotcha um not like the earlier not like the very early stuff but yeah she is a, a he is a character uh, specifically i believe the young guy with the face mask yeah is a, is, he is um, the character kareem or whatever he is the character yeah Okay, I did because I wasn't sure in case he asked me, and I was like, I think so, but I'm well behind on Miss Marvel the comic, so I don't. Really yeah, like I, I fell off the Miss Marvel comic before G Willow Wilson moved on from the book. Yeah, I kind of and did. and so oh. like I read a bunch of it, but not some of the later stuff. Um, and so there's some stuff I'm missing, but I did I did see that Red Dagger is a character from the comics, but in the in the show, and I don't know if this is different. Uh, but on the show, he is part of a group called the Red Daggers. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway, Harvey. Yeah. Carry on, please. I, I was trying <laughs> to give some background, but um, this oh, is well, your that, call. That, that, that's about all I know about Ms. Marvel. I mean, I never read any of the comics either, so I'm just completely going into this blind, and, and I love it so far. I so love far, it too. So far, so good. I mean, I, you know, really I, great. I pointed out some technical stuff that, ha- you know, they do in every Marvel movie where they just kind of that one scene where they where she where they unhook the back of a 
three-wheeled motorcycle from the front half and somehow just drive on the front wheel like well, that's it how was, badass like, that dude is though like he like can do could, that <laughs> like, you, like you could even hear it revving and it was like you can't rev the front wheel of a motorcycle. that's true <laughs> like the chain drives the back wheel you know but hey here we are maybe it was just like he's ah you know only the motor's going but you yeah. know the wheel's just spinning i don't know <laughs> but it is joyful okay. it is fun i love that all the music is like heavily uh, like Pakistani Indian like club like electronica and shit like and it works yeah, the so great. well yeah. and like then and Casey even said the other night she's like I think the reason I like this is the same reason that I liked how Asian Shang-Chi was like they are not screwing around here they went full yeah, exactly. on here we go and I thought it was kind of ballsy quite honestly and I'm not trying to get into geopolitics or anything but to show a Pakistani perspective of the split between India and Pakistan because it oh, seems like, yeah. yeah, it seems like sort of in American geopolitical think, we're always like, well, India's a good guys, Pakistan's a bunch of terrorists, you know, and it's not that simple, unfortunately. Yeah. There are people involved here. Yeah. I think it's kind of a ballsy take for Marvel to to really give us a Pakistani side. It's okay. We're, we're scared about the Afghanistan uh, Afghanis now. No, we just left. We're not scared of Pakistan. Nah, we just packed up and left. They're gone. <laughs> Don't worry about them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and to switch gears real quick, I, yeah, I want to I want I want to hit on what um, uh, I forgot. I think it was JD who was talking about uh, uh, multitude of madness. Sure, multiverse of madness. Multiverse, yeah. Multi sure. Multiverse of multitudes is yeah. what I like to call it. So yeah. I, I finally got to see that and I am not as on board as he was with it. Really? I, yeah. I, I, I'll put it somewhere in the middle. Maybe a lot of interesting stuff happened. It uh, moved a lot of pieces, but I really thought what they did to Scarlet Witch was bad. It was just bad writing. It was rushed. It was especially coming off of the, the, what we had from WandaVision. Sure. It didn't make any sense. I disagree there because I don't know. Like at the end of WandaVision, we see her reading the Darkhold. We know she's going okay, bad. Yes, I, and I have a thought about that. You know, we yes, we, yes, we see her reading from the Darkhold, which in itself, like within the same episode, is kind of a contradiction of the end of Wanda's journey. In right. that, like the the that show ends right with Wanda saying. I have to deal with my grief. I made right. a mistake. I'm right. sorry I hurt you. And then moving on. And then she probably and does choosing to do and that. And then yeah. like we get the and then the credits roll. And then instead of Wanda moving on, we see her embracing an evil book of dark magic. It's like, okay, well, she's just doubling down, which I get like in the moment, I was like, oh, well, that's cool. That's not gonna be good. But like it is like looking back now. It does kind of undercut the growth that Wanda showed at the end of WandaVision and in, in, in the service of just making her a villain. I don't disagree. Yes. Yeah, I don't totally disagree. But also, also, I could I could I could totally forgive that. But to have her then go on to do what she does in in Method of or Multiverse is, you know, she like essentially she goes on the killing spree. Yeah. Well, yeah, just to try to get those kids, right? Right. Her whole goal is to get her children, which she could just recreate, but that's but she doesn't want to do that because, you know, that's, I guess, you know. 
that okay so that's a valid you just brought up a valid point so in the comics we know wanda magics her children into uh into reality and there's Mm -hmm. actually i saw a really good tweet that someone put up this week right and it said okay don't panic just draw a couple of babies taking a bath nothing weird just draw a couple of babies and it's a panel from wanda walking in and seeing her kids in the bathtub and i think it's al milgram it's it's no it's john byrne john byrne and these look like avengers west coast looks like she gave birth to two polish like wrestlers (laughs) like in the tub like it's it's, uh, a very very famous very famous uh for not being able to draw small but children. But regardless of that, um, um, I mean, yeah. why you bring up a good point? Why doesn't she just magic herself some new kids? And or why doesn't she? Why isn't she looking for vision to actually make kids the old-fashioned way? If uh, sure, she could magic vision into doing that, or yeah. there could be some way. Yeah, yeah she could make it, vision it, a real she, boy or something. They or, totally ignore. You know? They totally ignore vision. Well, and they they also it's like. Uh, uh, another huge kind of like weird um not, i don't i'm trying i'm searching for the the term but it's not the coming to me but what's the another thing? another thing <laughs> is, is that um you know we know that she can do x mm-hmm. but doesn't uh because we, we we like she can't magic herself up a new family because that went very wrong right sure right. uh and she realized yeah, that like, was fake but she's totally cool with just like swooping in and stealing another Wanda's kids. Well, I yeah, think. And I why? Mean, why was that Wanda powerless? And why wasn't there a vision with that? Well, Wanda? Wanda, I think that and Wanda had some power. I don't know why the vision wasn't there, but because we did see, see her do some stuff, but she doesn't have like the full on Darkhold Scarlet Witch shit. Well, going that on. I mean, that Wanda she got taken over immediately. That was the whole deal. Is that Wanda yeah. like skinwalked so any, from any the six yeah. six she did into, after that was. Dreamwalked. Yeah. No, I, and I but, get it. I, yeah. There were some plot holes. I agree. And I do think maybe they, and we talked about this, how like, yeah, they rushed that Wanda story a little bit. And what are you going to do with the vision now? What are you going to do? And, and, and also you, and you take away now. And Wanda's not, Wanda's not uh, a, uh, a Nexus being. And that, what does that, say about any of the other Wanda's that exist out there. Well, that's another, I think that's a whole nother argument we need to talk about because like she went in <laughs> and murdered the Illuminati and like, does that change stuff or is that whole universe just gone or like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if we're thinking yeah. too much about the multiverse era. And quite honestly, I I'm ready to just, let's go back to the Marvel you and let's do it. <laughs> you know, like let's just, yeah. let's hit I mean, the ground and running. And, like, we're going, and, and we're going to, I want like, Daredevil you know, to punch somebody like, and I don't need it to happen in another universe. <laughs> you know, and, and, awesome. and, note, I did love America. Yeah. She's yes, great. America so was funny. great. Um, and we, we, we are going to get back to that. Like, I think that now that Dr. Strange two is over, you know, uh, like this stuff with Clea at the, is not really, I don't think it's going to be multiverse related necessarily. No, no, no. It's going to be, th- I mean, that's a dark dimension that they yeah. go to. So, um, but like we, we did our multiverse tour. We know that like, playing around with the multiverse is bad news. Yeah. yeah blah, blah, right. blah. We, we, we got to go into the quantum realm. Next. Um, yeah. And so what is even the next movie? It's not Ant-Man, Ant-Man 3 already. I think it is mm-hmm. Ant-Man. Yeah. Oh no way! Yeah, I believe oh, it's yeah. Ant Man next, the Quantum Mania or whatever. 
Yeah. Uh, well, so, Thor is obviously next, and then after that is Ant Man. Oh right, duh, Thor. Yeah. yeah. So Love and Thunder, and then yeah, well, we've yeah, got a we've got a but like we've got She Hulk and whatever other shows we've got in in between here and there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna get back down. Oh, like well, quantum quantum realm aside, I think we are gonna get back to an MCU that we're more familiar with, with the rest of phase four. With. I think so too. Because they've set up, they've set up all this stuff with, with Yelena and, and Kate right. and Thunderbolts. And US Agent we know and, that. And yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, right. They've announced a Thunderbolts movie that yeah. happened. Daredevil is um, going to get another show. So we are going to go very street level again. They announced, they great. announced, I think just yesterday that Daredevil starts filming, uh, early next year. Yeah. So. I'm in. I heard that Agent 13 was supposed to be the bad guy of the Captain America movie, but oh. people didn't like what they did to her. So now they kind of re- are reworking that. Well, they got to figure something out because I'm not buying that she just went full on evil unless she's like either working <laughs> another unless she knows there's full on evil stuff going on and she's working at a whole nother level, which I would be OK with. But it doesn't make sense to me. That's like, yeah, I'm a, I mean, it had been five I'm years. I'm a bad guy now. You know, like, All right. It had been five years, man. I guess. But like, I still don't think Sharon just like, yeah, it's been five years. I'm sick of being good. <laughs> you don't have a five year plan to become evil and overtake a whole. It already happened to me. It already happened to me but five years back, honestly. Harv, we're going to keep moving. It's good to talk to you, man. Oh, real quick, Matt. Did oh, yeah. you finish uh, Outer Limit? I mean, Outer Range? I've got one episode to go. I have one episode to go. Oh. It has gone completely bonkers and off the rails, and I need to see how they tie it up at oh, this okay. point. Oh, wait, no. Before, <laughs> before we let Harvey go, we did not talk about Umbrella Academy. Yes. Uh, that show... Uh, I said it earlier, um, like there's there's too much to watch. Right. We've we've had yeah. Obi-Wan. We've had Ms. Marvel. Like, it, it, there's just too much. Um, and then uh, I so I had put it on the back burner. I was like, I'll get to it eventually. Well, finally, I wanted to watch one episode before we came back after two weeks off. And I was like, what have I been waiting for? Like, why did I wait? Yeah, it's great. It's so yeah. good. It's great. Um, so and fun. Harvey asked, uh, the first question Harvey asked when we started the Umbrella Academy spoiler chat a billion years ago was, <laughs> who's your favorite Sparrow? Uh, it is hands down Christopher. And I'm not going to yeah. say anything more about that because you need to watch that show before you uh, before uh, you understand who Christopher is. Um, but I am not going to explain it. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, so wonderful. Uh, I, mean, I missed those. I missed those dumb weirdos. Yeah. Uh, and I love how they're just like colossal screw ups, <laughs> colossal screw ups. Uh, yeah. And watch, watch out of range too, Joe. You sh- should really check it out. Is it, that the Josh Brolin? Joe won't like it. I, I promise Josh you. Brolin it's not his and, slice and of sci-fi. It's just why? not. It's, it's, oh, the, come on. it's, uh, it's not it's your slice of sci-fi. From, trust me. I, we we just had a from, whole uh, thing about a comic book, uh, Starhenge. <laughs> like, and you were like, you're telling me it's as dense name. as Starhenge. It's pretty dense. Yeah. All right, what were you going to say, Harvey, before Matt so rudely interrupted? It got Ward from, from uh, Iron Fist. Yeah, I, and I love that actor. Whoa, Harv. It sounds like you just fell down the stairs, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, who from Iron Fist? The guy that was the bad guy that ran the company. He was also in a show called Banshee Brother where he played like or whatever. he played a reformed the, neo-Nazi that became a sheriff. And he's a great oh, actor. I yeah, love yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great actor. Okay. Everybody on the show is really good. The the uh, boyfriend from Schitt's Creek is on the show too, and he's great. He's like a singing cowboy. He's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Really All right, Harv. Good when to you, talk when to you. you said, man. When you said Ward, I was like Ward from Agents of Shield, and then I remembered that he is on a terrible uh, show on NBC called Chicago Fire. 
<laughs> or, or maybe it's 911. Or Chicago remember, Medical or something. I don't know. <laughs> he's not on Chicago Med. We watch Chicago Med. That's a good oh, show. All right. But yeah, so. the guy that played Ward on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is on some other procedural and it's terrible and he's awful. Chicago, Chicago. I think that you're thinking of. Jimbo. Yeah, it's like it's like a Chicago hot dogs. Get in uh, here, Jimmy. Hey. Jim, how are we? Doing good, guys. Yeah. Guys, don't. Ever talk about the best shows on television, but that's okay. What are the best shows on television? Let's let's. If you say that the best shows on television are about our anime, the boys, the boys is definitely the the boys right now. Pound for pound, I think is the best superhero thing running. But it's on a different level. Definitely talk about the boys. I can't set the boys next. I can't set the boys next to Miss Marvel, but I can tell you that like I giggle, and every time I watch the boys, I giggle. I laugh my way through it. I can't believe they did that, and then I go. Well, I guess we should finish Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, I'll answer the question of the week. We'll let Obi Wan with the boys. Okay. Uh, question. The, uh, answer the question of the week. What's always aged poorly is Baki always puts the presidents yes. of the United States in. <laughs> yes. And it, it is. It is. It is funny, but the characters don't age. Yeah. And every time there's a presidential change. So four years or eight years have passed in the case of, you know, W and Obama. Right. This is so old, but Baki's still a 20-year-old. I'm like, God, just kill it drives me nuts. And the weirdest part about it, okay, so like George Bush shows up, right? And like right. Donald Trump shows up and shit like that. Yeah. But then like – and they name them straight up. Oh, this yeah. is President yeah. George Hillary Bush. Clinton. This yeah, is Hillary Clinton. And then yeah. when Mike Tyson shows up, they call him Iron Michael. You know, like why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why so are you not name-dropping Mike Tyson? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. Or like He's Muhammad just, Ali's son and yeah. shows up and like yeah. – and they don't call him Muhammad Ali. Like they, they – I can't remember what the name they have for him. But it's obviously Muhammad Ali. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, that, that, is, that takes the cake. Like, that's one thing I could think of. I tried to look for this. I was like, no, no, Baki takes cake. Baki takes cake. Okay. <laughs> Obi-Wan. So, How'd you feel about the end of Obi-Wan? I think my, my, okay. So I have a younger brother. He is a super Star Wars nerd. He loves everything they make. Okay. So we had a long discussion, but he, so basically I think you could tell it was a movie that, made into six episodes. Sure. There's some stuff that I think works really well. There's some stuff that doesn't work, I think, at all. It feels bloated. I thought it ended very strongly. Um, yeah, I, I really liked the finale. Yeah, no, the finale is really good. And the, you can tell they had really good ideas, but like kind of mid, that pandering middle, some of that stuff, I, I, I just got... I just didn't care. I didn't um, feel anything for the end. I really didn't. I didn't hate it. I'm not going to say it was terrible, but I didn't feel anything. Like the stuff that was supposed to hit me and really yeah. supposed to land. Like, okay, I get it. I totally get it. When uh, Luke was young, Obi-Wan said to him, uh, Darth Vader killed your father and hunted down the Jedi. I'm like, all right, we got to make that make sense. How are we going to do that? We'll have Darth Vader be like, I killed Anakin Skywalker. Like, no, you no, no you didn't. He's right there. Like, what are you why, talking oh, about? That's, that's <laughs> not a no. That that's is exactly not what they did, Joe. Said that. That's, that's what they did, Joe. That is exactly why he said that. That's one hundred percent because they no. are so slavishly trying to fix the stuff Wrong. from the prequels that doesn't make sense. That's what this whole thing was, Joe. Yeah, Rescue yeah. the prequels. Yeah, Matt. It's so Matt, the, no, the, no. Yes, like, the, the Star Wars is such rooted in the original three that yeah, they do I, all look, these man, like, I get it, but it. they didn't come up. They oh. didn't come up with a. I am telling you, they did not come up with a, a line of dialogue for Darth Vader to justify Obi Wan telling Luke that. Darth Vader murdered his father. Okay. No. Let me re- let me rebut. Why does he say something that makes absolutely no sense then, other than to justify that line? 
why does he say that? Because it's insanity otherwise. <laughs> yes, because that's that's what happened. No, it is. That's isn't. what happened. No, it is. Anakin, uh, like Anakin basically died to himself to become Darth Vader. <laughs> he gave himself over. Like, no, that's no. That's preposterous. And if he wants it's to say, I don't go by that name anymore, or that person is gone, or whatever, but like, yes, I that's killed Anakin Skywalker. You did not kill Anakin Unless we have a scene where he's like, takes a lightsaber, and it's like, Anakin, no more! <laughs> no, you're thinking of be like, yeah, he literally. killed him. You're he thinking totally of it too literally. Him. Don't be silly. This whole thing was too literal. All they had to do, first of all, all they had to do was not introduce Leia. Don't need it, because we know Leia's gonna live. Also, don't introduce Darth Vader. You don't need to. You can give us a shot of him. He can show up in the end. But they immediately go to Darth Vader. They neuter the three new characters that we met. Take them off the board, basically. Here's the, the guys that are hunting down Jedis. You get to see two of them do nothing. And the one that has any motivation has really weird motivation. And, oh, and was like, oh, she was super hunting weird. Darth Vader this whole time? And like, oh. And she now, wasn't. I, I don't think now, she was hunting him. I think that I think she was. And now she's super mad at Luke for no reason whatsoever. She's not mad at Luke. She went to kill him. Yes, I know. She's not Why? mad. Why? Come on. You are not reading the subtext of the damn plot. She gave herself over to Darth Vader. And she has now met Obi-Wan, who is like, listen, you are on the wrong path. This is why. This is why. This is why. That's not what happened. And she starts to feel. Yeah, listen to me. I'm not done. He reads her mind, she, Joe. He reads her mind and says to her, you're not. You're hunting. You're not hunting me. You're hunting him. She yes, he reads Matt, her mind. Metaphorically, she's hunting oh, him. God. At the end, <laughs> at the end, Matt, at the beginning, she was hunting Obi-Wan. She knew where Vader was. She's not hunting Vader. She that is my Vader point. Is. She goes on to say, I stuck myself here to get back, to get Darth Vader, to get back at him. I embedded myself. I did all this evil shit. Okay, you never said any of you that. You had so many chances. She never said any she of that. Absolutely she never said she embedded herself in with a Sith. She doesn't say that so much. She says, I sided with Vader to get to him, to make, because he killed all her friends. He killed those kids. Yeah, I watched it all go down, and I'm going to take him down. And then her, her, she finally gets her chance, because she hasn't had it before. Lord knows she hasn't been alone with him ever when he wasn't paying attention but this time after no. he pulls a spaceship out of the sky she's gonna sneak up on him and then here's the plan <laughs> three i'm gonna go one two i got no. you oh he stopped me it, oh damn it. i agree with frank in the chat says you need to watch this again because you are not reading it correctly okay all right. She like she did she did not like she felt like she was conscripted by the Sith or whatever you want to call it. And Obi-Wan showed her the error of her ways. She started to feel very conflicted. It's my favorite thing about Star Wars is the fans can rewrite everything to make sense. It's good. No, that's <laughs> this is what you're doing. Well, then it's the force. That's how they can do it. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Force. No, she yes. starts to feel very conflicted about it and she wants to she wants to, he's like, you can break free. You can break free. You don't have to be this person. Okay. That's not, that's not Obi, that's not Obi-Wan speaking to somebody that purposefully sided with, uh. He read her mind. He didn't, the Jedi can't read minds, man. Yes, they do it all the time. Are you no, kidding? They can't. No, Leia, they can't. Leia, Leia's read, is reading minds in this show, Joe. They, they read feelings. They sense, <laughs> they sense feelings <laughs> right. and emotions. They don't read minds. No, I, 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 I. It didn't no, land for me, and, and her motivation didn't make any sense. And why she goes after Luke to just she goes after Luke because she thinks she's punishing Vader. Vader. 
Yeah, she's like she is, or she, but she is like punishing Vader through Obi Wan by killing. Uh, she's uh, she's figured out. She figures it out, right? Or she figures out that she figures out that Obi Wan is uh, that uh, that Luke is important to Vader because Obi Wan's protecting him. She doesn't know why, and she's trying to get at Vader by taking care by taking out this kid that she knows is important. Right. The they it just all they had to do was not it's do this, mi- yes, any of this mi- dance. It's misguided. It's misguided. Yes, it's backwards. Yes, and just don't but, do like, this dance. You don't this, have to like, do it. Machiavellian, this like super deep sleeper agent plot. No, none of that is accurate. So okay, so now you're saying like she conscripted herself, joined the Jedi, did a bunch of evil shit, and then she felt bad for a minute, and she went, "You're right." No, she didn't I'm gonna feel bad. I'm gonna beat Darth Vader, but you know minute. what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna kill a kid. <laughs> like that'll that that'll yeah. Well, all you're right, right Obi Wan. I want you to I want you to ask yourself the exact same question about Anakin Skywalker at the end of Return of a, of Return of the Jedi. Uh, look, that doesn't make any sense either. A room full of, I I don't like Star Wars. I don't like the Skywalkers. They have shown us the Skywalker story again and again and again and again, and even gave us three new movies that ended with more Skywalker story. <gasps> and you know what? It all goes to a place where I don't care anymore. I just don't, don't care, care anymore. But you can't tell me that you don't love the original trilogy. And sure, like, I do. You don't think that Anakin trying to redeem himself at the end by breaking free of the Darth Vader persona. Sure. In the, is in, not in the end of Return of the Jedi, it was great. But then we have to revisit it, explain it, show us how everything happened. Yes. Okay. Come up with these like, key lines. And that's, man, Wait, that is a valid, that's a valid criticism. But you can't tell me that Anakin, like doing a face turn after murdering children for 30 years. That was stupid. And they never had to show any us more that. sense than the third sister making the same obvious mistake. The same doing the same, the obvious same thing. <laughs> no, it's almost like she, star like, Wars is recycling these ideas. She, she's, <laughs> she was given a chance to take a different path and she didn't. And she did. That's what the whole point of the last episode was. She went to kill a kid. But she didn't. She chose a different path. Uh, whatever. Regardless. All it, right. it didn't land for me. And I think all they had to do was show us an Obi-Wan story that doesn't have anything to do with this shit. Show me a cool Obi-Wan story. That's something he did in between. Nobody, why would anybody care about an Obi-Wan because story there that, that didn't be, tie to the rest of the there would be Obi-Wan stakes, story. Joe. We wouldn't know what's going to happen. There would be yeah. stakes. If you did something where you had, okay, they had, uh, what's his head from Eternals? Um, I can't say his name. The fake Jedi. Uh, Kamel Nanjiani. Kamel Nanjiani. So other Jedi comes to Obi-Wan and and he's like, Obi-Wan, you got to help me hide. And Obi-Wan's like, you shouldn't be here, man. Really, really bad idea. You got to get out of here. We're being chased, whatever. And he's like, oh, I thought you were going to help, whatever. Uh, I got to go. And then he finds out that Jedi's in real trouble. And then he discovers Kamel Nanjiani and he's like, I got to help this guy. He's in it's real trouble. It's not that hard. It's Kamel Nanjiani. Kamel Nanjiani. And he says, I got to help this guy. But I can't be out there. I'm really well known. I'm a famous Jedi general and shit. Instead of walking around with Leia going, we've got to stay quiet and low, Leia. <laughs> so he hires Nanjani to be a fake Jedi. And he's like, I'm going to help you. I'll do the stuff. You go do the thing, you know, and we'll, and we'll throw him up. Great buddy story. Awesome. Sideline. We don't know what's going to happen. Not because we never see those characters again. So maybe they die. We don't know. We know Leia is going to be fine. We know Vader's going to be around. We know Obi-Wan's going to be around. No stakes whatsoever. None. I don't, I mean, that's okay. I mean, that's fine for you to think that. I don't agree. And I don't, I don't think like mortal peril are, is the only way to show stakes. But 
Okay. Fair enough. Um, it, it, and that's fine. Like, look, let's move on from this because we're not going <laughs> to agree. But I, like, I, I think that you, I think that you completely misread the, the motivations of at the very least the third sister. Eh, um, but all right, whatever. Star Wars would be better if they just next thing, do Jim? new things. Yes. The boys, please. Let's Star Wars would just oh be better if they do new things. And I think Andor looks like it's going to be great. I definitely agree. And guess what's not really new? Andor. It's Rogue yeah. One. Sure. But it, it's also, there's no Skywalker shit going on. It's, it's just the Empire when yeah, they came no, and did a thing. Fair. I'm in. <laughs> like, tell yeah, me that and story. I get it. But it's like, like, Star Wars is always going to be about the Empire or the Rebellion. The end doesn't have to be they're not really it the stars of the mandalorian be. i mean they're there but they're not the stars of it regardless yeah. the anyway, boys is excellent boys boys is excellent i really uh so that guy's from supernatural yeah is that like <laughs> yeah. a good show jensen like he's, that's jensen ankles yeah yeah he, he's been so good supernatural like, is just, great just once just once i want you to pronounce an easy name the right way the first jensen ankles you said Jensen Ankles, and then you just said <laughs> Jensen Eccles. It's Eccles, isn't it? Ankle, Ackles, Jensen Ackles, whatever. A C K L E S. There's been a bunch of pushback that I've heard from people that are like, "Oh, the guy from Supernatural." And what? What's wrong with Supernatural? Supernatural was great. Great. He's also very good on that show. So I'm not sure what. I don't get it. He's he's he is. Oh, he was also the killer in My Bloody Valentine 3D. So spoilers for that movie. Oh, which we I think was one of the bad movie was a bad movie birthday. We we. I did not see it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, my bloody Valentine remake, he was the murderer. He's awesome. Oh, I didn't know he was. In yeah. But he's Angles is awesome. Soldier boy. So, Love it. Real love hero gasm. That end fight with the I, three on one was fantastic. I can't believe they did hero gasm. I'm, I'm what part of the rest of the show made you think they wouldn't do that? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, but it's just like, I am, I was just like, I, I, I couldn't believe they did hero gasm. But yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. I mean, this is what we're going to get. And it's a ton of fun and there's no rules and they're having fun with it. And that's all I ask. Let's have fun with our yeah. shows. You know, all the all the characters, all the plot lines. I love it. Yeah. They're so, so well thought out. Um, no, no spoilers from the last episode because I know I didn't. I, I chose to watch that instead of four hours of Stranger Things. And, and that's that. OK. I did it all. I watched so much. I consumed so much media oh my uh, last night. <laughs> Yeah, it was a mistake. Well, but yeah. Anyway. So, like the final, the final episode of the boys uh, was crazy in the twist. Two, two twists they did with two separate characters. Um, yes, one with uh, Speed Guy, and then with uh, the final two of them talking at the end. I was like, oh my god, which makes sense to the show. Like you can't. The, the show is very clear. Don't don't ride with another devil to try to kill this guy. Right, it ain't gonna work out. Right. And I absolutely love it. I I don't. I kind of they kind of set up. With Black Noir, I think what's going to happen, which is going to be fine. Um, uh, we'll see. I don't know. They've already changed something from the comics pretty big time. And I, I haven't watched yeah. the latest episode yet. So, and no uh, I spoilers. Don't know if we should even say. So uh, no, probably I, I, I'm shouldn't. fully aware of the big change they made with Black Noir. I, oh, I okay. definitely spoiled myself okay. on that a long time ago. But that, yeah, that is not happening in the show. No. Right. Okay. No. Uh, all right. But I, I still don't want to say just in case it's even remotely related for people that no, aren't that's aware. True. Yeah, no, that's, true. Um, that's true. But uh, what they did do last night uh, or in la- yesterday's episode with Black Noir, I thought was really kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> uh and uh, like uh, very compelling, like uh, yes. he's a character 
that is typically just like a silent, just like a, a, a cipher. You know, he's uh, he's in the background somewhere. He's intimidating. Um, but what they've shown, the development they've given Black Noir in this last episode, uh, despite the fact that he does not utter a single word, um, is really heartbreaking. Uh, and uh, I'm interested to see where they go. They also kind of... Um, I'll be generous and say they hint at it, but they basically stop. They do everything but actually come right out and say it. They hint at an aspect of the character that will also be very different from the comics. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we'll now see. I got to finish this the last episode. Jimbo, it, we're, yeah, getting, really good yep. we're running over time, so we're going to get out of here. But it's always good to talk to okay. you. Thank you for closing us out as usual. Adios, Jimbo. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. All right, it's voicemail time in the ziggurat, and the Canadian contingent is calling. Hey, Joe and Matt. Patrick from Canada, a.k.a. the GOAT, uh, MP3-ing in. Uh, with the surge uh, of Canadian listeners uh, now calling in every week, I decided it's, now I need to come back and uh, reassert my position as uh, Prime Minister uh, of your Canadian listeners. Uh, so big news um, from the Great White North. Uh, DC Infinite is finally available. Uh, launched up here a few hey. weeks ago. Got myself a subscription and have been spending a bunch in of time Canada? rereading all Wasn't my available outside stuff. the States. Uh, sorry, book my dog. Uh, rereading all my favorite stuff. Uh, Superman, Triangle Era books, uh, Hitman, Morrison's JLA, all sorts of stuff from like the late 90s and early aughts. Zero Hour, uh, maybe my favorite uh, event. Um, but now I need I need some recommendations uh, for where I should go next. Uh, my first comic was um, actually The Flash number 53 uh, that you all reviewed on the Cosmic Long Box last week. And so post-crisis DC, I'm, you know, I've read most of it, all of it, or as much as one can. Uh, I read a ton of it. Uh, and then New 52, I wasn't quite as into. I read a bunch of it, but ultimately decided uh, most of it wasn't for me. Uh, and then I was really excited uh, about Rebirth when Rebirth came, but it just, that excitement didn't actually translate into me buying many or reading many titles. Um, so maybe this is an Ask a Nerd question, maybe it's a comic pushers question, I I'm not sure, but I'm just curious. Uh, I'm looking for recommendations uh, for uh, post-rebirth uh, DC titles that are available uh, on the app. I love um, I've read about 60 issues of Tom King's Batman before dropping off of that. I read the first story arc, the first six issues of Bendis' action and Superman runs. Um, and that's pretty much it. I've, I've got Lonely, Lonely City. I just finished the second issue because that just came out. Uh, and then I read the Pride special uh, based on your recommendation on Cosmic Longbox. But besides that, uh, yeah, that's all I've, all I've got. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, yeah, post-DC Rebirth recommendations that are available on the app. Uh, would love your suggestions, listener suggestions. Happy day after Canada Day, and have a great one, eh? Okay, good to hear from you, buddy. And he's right. This is a comic pushers question. I love this. So we'll do it as a comic pushers. He's right. He wants to know post-rebirth comics on the DC app worth reading. And he's tried, he gave us something already tried that we can drop off the list. But let's find some hits for this guy. Let's do it. Sounds good to me, man. I love it. We will do it on the regular show. It'll be a ton of fun. Let's get into our answers for the question of the week. You said you had one that you search and search and search, but you cannot find. I need to know what this is. Yeah. So, all right. So... Um, many, many years ago, uh, my cousin, before he moved away, he lived right down the hill from Ground Zero in Bellevue. Okay. Uh, Ground Zero is a local comic book store. For sure. One year for Christmas or his birthday, we got him a Ground Zero gift certificate. Uh, 
which he used to buy some back issues, um, which I promptly read, borrowed and read as often as I could because I was always way more into comics than him. But one of the comics he, was a poser, he had was an what old- saying. He was faking the funk. Yeah, he was a poser. All right. Uh, no, I mean, he liked him. He just wasn't as into him as I was. Screw this kid. Um, <laughs> but one of the comics that he had was this uh, old issue of Amazing Spider-Man from the early to mid-70s. And in my head, it was uh, the first appearance of Mirage, that guy that's dressed in yellow with the weird things uh, that stick out of the sides of his head. Not Danny Moonstar Mirage we're talking about. No, not Danny Moonstar. He's a Spider-Man. He casts illusions. So he's a Spider-Man villain. He wears all yellow and he's got like um, he's got like a he's got like a perpendicular mohawk. Oh, okay. Like he's got like these huge ear things that come out from the side of his helmet. Um, Desmond Charn, Mirage. Yeah. And uh, it's not important what's in the comic, but what I remember very clearly is Spider-Man fighting a bunch of goons with guns, which he does in this issue. But I looked at that issue. I flipped through that issue today, uh, you know, digitally speaking. While the scene where Spider-Man is like swiping the guns from the crooks is there, there is no reference to Ralph Nader in that issue. So where did you get that? Um, so I scoured Google trying to figure out, hey, what issue of Amazing Spider-Man does Spider-Man make a joke about Ralph Nader? And I can't find it. The closest thing I can find is uh, – Amazing Spider-Man 89, which would have come out many years earlier, six years earlier. Uh, This came out in 1970, where um, Randy Robertson, uh, who I think at the time was, uh, I don't know if they were roommates or what, but uh, Randy Robertson uh, meets Peter on the street and he says, hey, uh, we've got that big protest rally tonight against air pollution. Don't forget to be there. We're expecting Ralph Nader. I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and Peter's too busy trying to, uh, search for Dr. Octopus. And he's like, everyone's going to be there. We're even expecting Ralph Nader. And, uh, and this is like, this is not, I don't think this is what I remember because I definitely remember Peter saying, you got to be careful or Ralph Nader is going to come take our guns away. Okay. So regardless, take your guns away. I think it brings up a bigger like problem whenever you mention a real person's name in a comic book. Like, yeah, regardless or a movie. Yeah. yeah, Regardless, regardless of the, of the, uh, context of the reference, it was a reference to Ralph Nader and a specific reference to, um, unsafe at any speed, which was Ralph Nader's like big sure. auto safety push in the late sixties. That got us seatbelts, uh, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's why we have seatbelt regulations. Uh, and yeah, in, uh, 2015 was the 50th anniversary of Unsafe at Any Speed, uh, which uh, the uh, a safety group uh, reported in 2015 had saved 3.5 million lives. Well, there you go. So. Ralph Nader has saved more people than most superheroes. But don't mention real people in your comics. You don't no, need it's to true. do it. And 
I, I or wish your I could movies. find. I hate it when they do it in movies too. Like it, then Spider Man, where Macy Gray shows up. Like, yes, Macy Gray. What? Uh, <laughs> I, like I and I, I wish I could find this specific comic, but guess what? You can't really Google uh, Ralph Nader Amazing Spider Man. You don't really get anything. Right. I'm lucky I found that one example at all. But yeah, Ralph Nader. I remember reading about Ralph Nader as a kid, and and not like, like oh, this is a very seventies <laughs> joke he's making. Uh, Mirage. How is this dude any different than Mysterio? He, 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 all he did was make holograms. That was his jam. He makes holograms like, uh, but not like elaborate, like in not, not in like, so, Oh, Spider-Man thinks he's in one place, but he's in another. So not like that. He's good holograms. Like, he just makes holograms. He makes like holograms of himself, like hologram. Oh. Dub- like he makes like multiple mirages, right? Like he looks like he's. You'll sucks. never find me, Spider Man. <laughs> if only you had. Uh, I bet you wish you had some sort of spider sense. Uh, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> or I mean, he could just be like, blah, and web them all, and be like, oh, you're the one in the middle. Thanks. Screw you, Mirage, you idiot. Uh, my answer is going to go to a creator and a run. And it is a run that was very important to me when I was young. And we have revisited it quite a bit on this show, actually, in our Cosmic Long Boxes. But it is a, it is the way that Mark Silvestri dressed the X-Men during his run on Uncanny. Because <laughs> I, Silvestri's a great artist. He's really good. But I think he also sort of pictured himself as a fashion designer as well. And there are aspects of his art that are very like fashion sketch. Like if you're watching those shows where they're sketching out outfits and stuff and his X-Men specifically the ladies. Oh my God. Their outfits are the most atrocious things. And I'm not just talking about their costumes. So the costumes were bad. This was a bad time for X costumes. Okay. Like Dazzler was wearing a half shirt and like, these like, I don't know what they even call them floods or something <laughs> like, or the pants that just barely come down below your knee. Aurora is like yellow leather straps all over her and stuff like Psylocke. I don't know what they had her wearing. It was totally bizarre. But when they would get out of costume, it was even worse when they're like, we're going to go to the mall or something. And the X ladies would dress like 13 year old girls who were trying to dress like Debbie Gibson or Bananarama or something bizarre. <laughs> a belt that's way too big that hangs out. Like he just dressed her like Debbie Gibson, basically. <laughs> this was yeah. late 80s, early 90s. And it was just going back and look at this stuff. It is fashion crime. By the way, he's the one that dressed Jubilee as well and stuck her in the orange or in the yellow raincoat and like the sunglasses <laughs> like in the big boots and stuff. <laughs> and it was just the ladies, the ex dudes did not dress like this. Like Logan just wore a cowboy hat and a leather jacket, you know? <laughs> and it takes away from his art a little bit, quite honestly. The, it doesn't take away from his art. His art is his still art good. is very it's good. Just, but he made those designs, Joe. <laughs> like, I get it. But like, look, man, uh, like, that's that's just the way of things, right? You can't read old Spider-Man comics without seeing people in sweater vests and, and well, Letterman's sure. jacket. Like, come on. It's and I just, get that. Like, you're going to see someone in a sweater vest or Letterman jacket, but they didn't dress everyone like they just stepped out of, like, a music video on MTV at the time. I mean, hey man, that's how kids dressed in the 80s. It's insanity. Because the, the X-Men, they were hip. They were cool. And, like, they were doing all the pop culture stuff. <laughs> like, um... 
All right. All we right. got to get out of here. Let's give, do we have a new question of the week? Yes, I've got a new question of the week here, courtesy of Willie Toots. Uh, he asks, can you name a character or a villain that got their start in one book but then became synonymous as the pal or arch villain of another character. He does give an example. I am not going to share that example because it is 100% my answer. <laughs> all right. We'll talk about all this next week on Cover to Cover. Bro, the Cosmic Long Box is back this week. We are talking about gods showing up in our comics. It's going to be a good time. We're doing it just in time for Thor, Love and Thunder. Everybody, get to the theater. See Thor as fast as you can so we can talk about it. It's going to be so much Or don't. Fun. If you don't feel comfortable, it's going to be go. so fine. fun. Don't be a baby. All right. No, it's fine. <laughs> be an American. <laughs> I'm kidding. Although when we went to see Top Gun, Tom Cruise, before the movie starts, like walks in, sits down in a chair, and he's like, first of all, I just want to thank everybody for coming back to the theater. It's brave of you guys. <laughs> I was like, really? Is this how bad it is? Are they this desperate? <laughs> I loved it. All right. Let's get out of here. My name is Matt Bob. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off.